Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hit Points Podcast. Thank you so much for all, the, all of you guys who've been supporting us here. We really appreciate it. And hearing your feedback, man, we've got, like, it's so cool. We've been, like, talking to you guys in person, online, stuff like that. It's really, really nice. We really appreciate you guys uh, in listening and talk, engaging with us. So thank you so, so much. If you want to keep engaging with us, you can tweet at us at Hit Points Pod on Twitter. And you can also email us at uh, refill your hit points at gmail.com. Um, but guys, I just want to clear up something really quick. Last episode, we did mention that Outer Worlds was coming to the Switch, but we said that it was going to be coming out on launch day for the Switch. That is incorrect. We got a little excited. We wanted it to come out on launch day, but it is not coming out on launch day. There is no uh, release date for it on Switch yet, but it is confirmed coming on Switch. So I want to clear that up with you guys before we get into the new episode. But without further ado, everyone, let's go ahead and refill our hit points. Welcome back, everybody! Yay! Yay. Yay. Welcome, everyone. Um, another week. We took a week off because we were super busy, um, <laughs> but we're back now. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, back from Gen Con. Yeah, yeah it right. It was. We needed to have a. Le- we all had levels to recover from Gen Con. Right, right. So it's good to be back, though. Uh, mm-hmm. For those of you guys who don't know, I'm Matt Acevedo. I'm Naeem Stewart. And I'm Emily Rose Jacobson. And we're your hit points uh, host sprites. I don't know. I host sprites? I thought it would be cute. Oh, I like host sprites. Yeah. I'm about it. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a couple weeks. A lot has happened. Um, and those couple weeks have been a very eventful. Um, but I just, just how about this really quick? I just want to catch up. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I'm still stuck on sprites because sprites <laughs> are pretty cool. Right. Like some, there were some old games back in the day that used sprites that were really dope, like the Dragon Ball Z games. On Game Boy Color. I'm, I'm going on tangent. I'm good. No, I love it. That's I great. like sprites. <laughs> I really like it, Yeah, that too. just came to me, too. I was like, oh, that's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like sprites. Sprites. there's this Game Boy Color game that, uh, or Game Boy Advance game. It was a Dragon Ball Z game that played from the Saiyan Saga all the way to the Blue Saga. It was just playing, fighting with sprites. It was pretty dope. I forgot what it was called, but it was a really Well, now I think we need sprite art of yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I think so, that'd too. Cool. That'd oh, that'd be so sick, dude. <laughs> I'll put that as my uh, Twitter yeah. profile page. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And if it's animated, oh, man, that'd be dope. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, what would you guys be holding as, like, a weapon or whatever, like, when you're, like, you know, just moving uh, up and down? I'd probably have, like, uh, fist gauntlets. Nice. I would, uh, what would you have, Emily? I'd probably have ooh, I'd probably have a Bioshock mask. I'd probably have one of those uh I'd probably be like it would probably the animation would probably be like yeah, the rabbit Bioshock mask appearing and then disappearing. Oh, nice, nice. I think uh I'd want uh the a Tanuki suit. I'd want to be like like a Mario Tanuki. <laughs> just like ready to whack something with my tail and fly. Yeah. Oh know? my gosh. <laughs> That'd be super sick. Uh, but yeah, man, that's great. I'm glad you're doing well. Em, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, uh, just recently, uh, the most anticipated games for August 2019 article on Geek Girl Authority came up. Uh, I edit and cl- I create those articles with everybody's uh, most anticipated games. So that was really, really fun to build this month. There's a lot of really fun interesting games including wow classic is actually coming back this month so yeah you can, the classic oh, yeah. servers are I turning totally on forgot about that. oh, that's no, happening I never known pokemon that. masters the blair witch game that everyone is that was, this month that is this month it's at the very end of the month Dude. it's a really big i always if you if you're ever wondering who writes these articles on geek girl authority because they keep referring to the year in the fiscal quarters uh <laughs> that's always me i'm always like this is a very interesting middle of quarter two i mean we're, we're actually we're in quarter, <laughs> quarter three, three right now yeah. yeah this is because august is the the height of quarter three usually you see the biggest announce biggest releases of games at the end of the quarters so september being a really big release month uh same with november december sometimes but it's namely november into like late november into december because of christmas yeah and the holidays but yeah for being for being august for being the middle of quarter three it's a super big month this yeah. year which has been really funny yeah pokemon masters uh the dark pictures man and madon uh, Astral Pillar- Chain. Astral Chain, Pillars of Eternity, the complete edition on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. A lot a lot of fun and really good stuff. And so that article is now live. Uh, let us know. Like, yeah, I want to know what your games you guys are looking forward to playing this month. You can go find it on our Twitter. Yes. We'll tweet, we'll tweet it out. <laughs> Hit Points Pod. 
Hit Points yeah. Pod on yeah. that Twitter. We're, we're getting better at it's the Twitter It's a fresh Twitter new Twitter. It's a baby Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's so young. Well, it guys, needs nurturing. Right. It needs some nurturing. It needs some loving. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to talk to you guys really quick. This is super random, but I've been doing well. And last night. Oh, we didn't ask you. How are you doing? Oh, thank yeah. oh, oh, you. I thought you did. Thank you for asking <laughs> you. Uh, last night, I went to a Death Cab for a Cutie concert. It's a oh, little that's bit of right. a tangent. But I went to the Death Cab for a Cutie concert at the Hollywood Bowl. It's like my sixth time seeing them in my whole life. Uh, Dang. And I'm with Katie. She's never seen him before. And we're sitting there. And it's this song called What Sarah Said, which is a really sad, beautiful song. And there's this one line that's just like haunting, right? It's my, one of my favorite lines. It's very heavy. But it's a, a, like, you know, Ben Gibbard goes, Love is watching someone die. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. Uh, and like, it's silent in, you know, in the, in the, in the Hollywood oh, Bowl. No. And like, this guy right behind me, as soon, the, like, the millisecond he says, Someone die, the guy goes, like, Love is watching someone die. Yeah! Oh, yeah! This guy just yelling in my ear uh, and just like took me out of that moment, man. Uh, but it was a great concert. Uh, <laughs> oh and what a weird gosh. line to, what a weird line to, like, yeah. It's horrible. Right? It was <laughs> terrible. Especially during like a somber song like that, but the emotional <laughs> it song. So it was so weird. Well, That's super weird. It's all of a sudden, it's all of a sudden during the middle of Hallelujah, someone was like, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much! Yeah, well. well I'm kind of going on a tangent too. I'm kind of going off a, getting off a high from yesterday also. Oh, dude, right. I was going to bring that up too. Oh, dang. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything, but we had a Mass Effect Sessions. For guys who don't know, if you're just tuning in. We have uh, we, me, Naeem, Emily, Burt Jennings, Tanea Rivers, uh, and uh, Embroidery Mom. Uh, Evan <laughs> Gleister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do a Mass Effect podcast on Hyper RPG's Patreon. You can listen to it for free or and get the newest episode on their Patreon at patreon.com slash Hyper RPG. But we had our a session yesterday. Yeah, and two it sessions. was two sessions. And uh, yeah, um, it, it was overall very intense. The first we did two. The first half we like were critting and like knocking. We were thwarting Bert's plans, our GM, and and we went to we're like, all right, guys, let's break for lunch. <laughs> Easy peasy, Bert. Man, this episode six, you guys, <laughs> you're in for a ride. Oh, Emily's. Ca- <laughs> if you just just all you have to know about my character is look up the Jamie Lee Curtis uh, drinking water and pointing at someone and yelling at the meme, and that is Malovia during that entire episode. Oh That's all I'll God. say. That's I, your I can't tease. believe we can't talk about it with anyone until sep- the middle of September. <laughs> Like yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We get it, we'll forget about it. We'll forget about it. No. And then we'll, and then all of a sudden it'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. There's nothing like a good, especially playing in the Mass Effect world. Uh, speaking of video games, Bert loves, it's really fun when you have someone who is so passionate about the original property. Bert is constantly bringing elements into the game of mm-hmm. Mass Effect, like uh, the opportunity of choices, the yeah. planets, the different resources, like all these really minute things from the games he's bringing into our RPG. And I tried to bring some of the the romancing <laughs> into one of our episodes, and you can listen to hear how that comes out. And I tried so. to, uh, you know, oh, that. <laughs> I, and I tried to, in, in like in video games, you do dumb things and i definitely did a couple of dumb things um yeah, that right. i'm like i didn't need to do that yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah. oh boy. <laughs> yeah. you just get to listen when it comes out yeah. yeah well i'm glad we're all doing really well guys let's get into it uh what have we been playing recently <laughs> i know what we've been playing <laughs> yes uh, we've been playing the crap out of Fire Emblem. More Fire Emblem. Non-stop Fire Emblem. And I'm so bad. Oh, my God, Naeem. I know you're going to say, man, you're just bad at games. Yeah, I, I know. I not say that. Oh, you're really, I mean, oh, that's really nice, you, dude. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. But no, dude, I wasn't going to say that's that. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, but I'm so bad at this game, but I'm so determined. I'm so Because I've never played a Fire Emblem game. Same. And I think I think I've gotten the hang of it now. I, I'm now going back next, definitely on my next playthrough. I know exactly what to do. This first yeah. playthrough is definitely like, I mean, just like any video game, especially if you're playing a new genre or a new, or a new um, collection or uh, what am I thinking of the word? Uh, uh, Mass Effect is, it's all the new games are part of that game family. Why am I? A born? franchise? A franchise. My bad. Oh. <laughs> my brain. This is your brain on video games. Uh <laughs> When you're trying to play a new franchise, yeah, it's all about figuring out, okay, yeah, what are, is this, okay, I see this is a tactical dating school RPG, okay, what do I have to do to do this? Yeah. How do I get these people on my squad? How do I raise these stats really easily? What are the best ways to use my days? But um, I'm grinding like nobody's business right now. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing, because I'm, I'm right in 
kind of the start of the of the wintry seasons. So I'm wonder I'm worried that I'm just kind of my school time is wrapping up and that time jump <sighs> is going to be uh, right on my tail. This is how bad I am. I'm only in like the you know how like on days like you can choose to like go to the monastery or battle or you know t- study or whatever. I, I I it's my first time I chose the battle, and I I keep. I keep losing Ignaz. You keep losing your kids. I keep losing. I'm like, oh, no, reset, reset. Yeah, because they die because he's weak. He doesn't know how to freaking fire from a distance. He wants to be an artist, and he's the one person who's like, there's certain characters in the game who are like, well, I have this skill, but I've always been passionate about being a magic user. Uh, but Ignaz is like, I guess I could be an archer or yeah. an artist. And I'm it's like, like Dewey, we don't have an artist class on like, the field. And it's like they, they I, I always, I feel like I position him well. I'm like, Ignatz, stay behind Raphael. You know, like, like stay behind cover, stay behind the strong ones. And then like, I think the bad guys always see that he's weak and like go around like Raphael and like punch oh, him. They like, target, oh, they target the weakest players. Yeah. They target, they target the players that have a weakness against their type. Yeah. And the weakest players on the field. The Ignatz. squishiest ones. The, the first time I realized that they didn't come back, I thought because I was in like I chose to battle. I thought for sure, oh, this isn't the real battle. Mm-hmm. This isn't real. And then like in this battle, I lost like two guys. Uh, and they were kids. And they were kids. Oh, yeah. And like okay. I went to yeah. the monastery. And I like couldn't. I couldn't find them. I was like, what? I like went to like my battle. I went to another battle thing. And, was, and like I could, they weren't in my my like list of troops. And then I was like, oh, and they weren't in my classroom. I was like, oh, where are my kids? So, no. So, well, you're saying your kids. Like, uh, do you? You're in charge of a house in this game. Oh, you're a teacher. Okay, so you're a so teacher, so you're in charge of like a whole okay. house of kids. So I'm like, hey, are you birthing these kids? Like back to back and just getting them <laughs> these killed? These are all of my <laughs> children. <laughs> my babies. That was the other Fire Emblem game. That was the previous <laughs> oh, one. Oh, it really, really? was. No, yeah, yeah, I think it was the one that was on the 3DS. <laughs> Essentially, you it was a time jump in that if you married certain, you'd, you'd go between the past and the present. Uh, if you married certain characters off together, if you had mm. characters raised a certain stat, then their kids, who you would fight with in the future, had certain stats depending on what yeah. their parents' levels were at and who married who and who had which kid. Yeah. I believe that might be a rough interpretation of one of those Fire Emblem games. Yeah, dude. But I do those remember that was about kids. That one was about kids. This one's mainly about students, and there's a time jump. And, and they die. And they don't. there's no funeral That's or what anything. That's like, There's, it's like there's they just no like, funeral. It's like they just go, ah, and then like they disappear. And I'm like, oh, they'll be back. <laughs> like They're just gone. <laughs> it's as if they just and the fact never that nobody, existed. Yeah, nobody acknowledges it either. It's so really dark. So I'm giving you a warning. Like They are dead. They are dead. Even though it's Well, practiced. speaking of Fire Emblem, I saw this on Instagram, and I'm sure we can share it on our Twitter. Um, so there was a Starbucks... Because Starbucks, man, always just tapping they in. Stuff. They yeah. do fun stuff. This Starbucks, or whoever was working at this Starbucks, is a Fire Emblem fan. And they actually created uh, three secret menu drinks that were just specifically on this on this chalkboard at this Starbucks mm-hmm. for each of the houses in Fire Emblem. I so I'm going to read these off to you. Mm, we're going to vote right now to see which one's the best. Okay, so the first one is the Golden Deer. The best house. This is a vanilla frappuccino with uh, dark caramel banana blended in and coconut milk so a mm. caramel kind of banana vanilla frappuccino mm, sounds like a little bit of a mm, malibu peaches and well, i'm going on in context of not playing the game i'm just going based off mm-hmm. what's in the ingredients so oh yes <laughs> <laughs> this will determine my placement in the houses in the switch game uh second we have the black eagle which is a strawberry puree lemonade and banana mm. so kind of like your strawberry banana with like a little bit of citrus and in they're it. a little sour you know the Black Eagles. Oh, my gosh. A little sour. That one's winning so far. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the Blue Lion, which is a white tea with blueberry juice and strawberry puree. Mm-hmm. Eh, what's okay? Nah. Yeah. I can show you the pictures of them, too. They actually have – not only do they have – uh, the beautiful in this menu, we will share. We will share it on our Twitter. Uh, not only do they have this beautiful menu art that is just gorgeous. Whoever I always and just I admire so greatly those the chalk artists, the chalk artists of Starbucks. It's amazing. But yeah, who, um, there's always like one. I mean, I always it's like one dude. Who, but yeah, so know. those are the drinks. So that is the Blue Lion. That's mm-hmm. that blueberry tea. That's the golden or that's golden deer so that's oh, our yeah. yummy t- yeah, frappuccino yeah, yeah. and then that's the strawberry kind of lemonade frappuccino that's mine that's yours yeah. <laughs> that's a smoothie dude don't you don't I, I, I love smoothies. frappuccino smoothie I, and tea essentially them. yeah <laughs> go to yeah Jamba we'll share those i definitely i'll gladly go to Jamba <laughs> so i built i built that golden deer frappuccino on my starbucks app i was gonna order it today but i also was like how much sugar have you had today emily you're gonna do this yeah, tomorrow that's a lot of sugar. so yeah so we're i might basically, do we're hufflepuffs dude Golden Deer basically, we're, little, we're like Hufflepuff. Golden Deer's best house. Best yeah, house. Thank you. I don't know if I'm truly a Hufflepuff because. 
What? what? I have to redo this. I haven't done it in a while. Where do you think you are? Well, Can I guess? <laughs> a Slytherin? No, I don't think he's Slytherin. I don't think he's Slytherin. No, it's, it's, it's either Ravenclaw. Or, I think he's either Raven, Ravenclaw or yeah. Gryffindor. I, I think but the first time I did it, I got Gryffindor. The second time I did it, I got Hufflepuff. You might be a Gryffindor. You can be a combo of two houses. <laughs> yeah, you can, I'm be, a a, you can be a fence. I'm a Gryffindor. I think. Oh, I wait, you've done it twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just straight Huffle. Okay. I want. I want to. Uh, maybe next show I'll do it while while we're recording. Have you done <laughs> your? Have you done your? Have you done your? Uh, I've done it. Your Patronus. I got yeah, a dog. I got a drag. Fly, I think. Oh, I oh, thought you I said dragon. dragon. No. I was supposed to be like, damn. <laughs> Dang. I got a horse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Nyan, what have you been playing, dude? Yeah. Uh, I've been going back and forth between Mutant Year Zero on a PC as Ooh. well as uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. Dude. Uh, and hard. they're both hard. Yeah. And um, it's been, I haven't had that much time to play games lately. I feel of, that. We've been so busy. Yeah, we've been so busy. But I mean, now it's kind of dying down. It's, you know, yeah. slowing, it's slowing up a bit. So maybe I'll go back. And maybe this weekend. No, I can't do this weekend. It's Tuesday's birthday. Yeah, maybe sometime. Nope, I can't. I, I gotta edit. Nope, I I can't. Uh, we'll find time. Yeah, eventually I'll find like, time. See, uh, we're, we probably have the same amount of time playing that with uh, playing Fire Emblem as you got to do that because like Fire Emblem burns your freaking battery. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, my I've never heard my Switch fan on go on burn. so many times. Oh my god. I mean, just as I. Played a little bit. Now I'm 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 at the point where I'm playing it during lunch at my work because I need to get through this game and just grind <laughs> these battles. Right. And I I had all the volume off because I don't need to hear the dialogue in the battles. Battles are just it's it's like it's strategic. Yeah, it's battling. Yeah. But I put my switch down for like a hot sec, literally, ha ha hot. And as soon as that game started, all of a sudden I heard the yeah. my switch fan, and I was like, Fire Emblem, you're killing my switch. Yeah, it's like the Switch is a fire emblem that's on fire. It is on, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, though, man. That sounds great. We could have just said this is a fire emblem and just leave it at that instead of adding extra fire. It's a fire emblem that's on fire. <laughs> it's a fire emblem. All right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I, I was playing another game that I was really excited for that was pretty disappointing, but maybe you guys will like it. It's called Damsel, and it's like a it's like a action platformer that kind of plays – like a mix of like Metal Slug meets Mega Man, but like it's not as fun as it sounds. I, I love Metal Slug. I yeah. loved it in arcades. I actually bought the, I think it was the first or second one on a PlayStation, original PlayStation from a supermarket in, in New York when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's awesome. It, yeah, they had like a weird vending machine thing that you could just pick out a game and you'll just buy it for like 10 bucks. Oh, so Metal S- Yeah, Metal Slug was in there. I was like, yeah, I'll play this. Nice. And I loved it. But it's like that with the vampires. So I'm like, oh, this is a cool premise. You yeah, know? on paper it sounds great. Yeah, and then I played it, and um, it's just it's lacking like a lot. Um, it's not uh, – I thought it would be like long levels like Metal Slug mm-hmm. or like Metal Man or whatever. But it's like short levels um, like, you know, where Aww. it's like it's like time and you have to like collect these emblems to like rack up your score. I'm like, this kind of takes the fun out of it for me. And then there's story modes like these comic panels that are really poorly written. And I don't know. It's just – I'm just – I was really bummed. Because I really wanted to I, I, I really miss games like that, that just shoot 'em up, side-scrolling yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when PlayStation first came out, it was, there was a game called Resogun. Uh, I loved so much. It was just to uh, just sit back and just play as a little sh- uh, plane in the future, and you just shoot everything around you. And that's awesome. Just a, just a not, not really you don't need to think or nothing like that. It's just, it's just a fun type of game. Yeah. And I haven't had that in a while. Yeah. And hearing that kind of brings me down you know what, re- what i'm excited for that's like a good beat em up like you know tmnt turtles and time and stuff is mm-hmm. the there's the one that's uh river city girls or it's the way forward game i, I think i'm butchering that name but Wait. it's the one where it's like th- their boyfriends get captured and like the I two like super cool girls are oh, like yeah. it's like a beat em up like, we got to save our boyfriends you know? yeah like, i love it i'm very excited for that yeah that looks freaking great <laughs> yeah i've seen that on twitter like they were doing like these crazy moves i think she does a dab at some point is it i don't know if that's the game yeah. you're talking about oh that is okay it's yeah. a pixel art yeah yeah, yeah with, uh, it's from way Four, who does like shantae and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, christina v did the theme song oh okay that's awesome yeah. she's on the voice of shantae i think she, yeah, she does all stuff yeah. with way forward you know she, she is the voice of shantae who should ever come on yeah she did a lot of stuff yeah tell us your secrets <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> What's coming out next? Anyways, um, and that's what we've been playing. Because y'all. they definitely tell voice actors <laughs> coming out, next. right? Right. <laughs> uh, guys, let's get into the news. Uh, we'll start off with something 
So let's get. I uh, hope you're hungry, y'all, because oh my god, Mama is coming home. Uh, <laughs> cooking, Mama, y'all. <laughs> cooking, Mama oh, is you confirmed. Your interest. That doesn't. I had like when I was younger. When you say Mama's coming home for dinner, I had to make sure the meat was out of the freezer. I don't know if you had to worry I did about that. that. Okay. I did have to do yeah. that too. <laughs> and sometimes I didn't do that, and I would freak out when she's like in the driveway. I would sh- run to the freezer. You just see this giant <laughs> shadow and like put the fire meat, in their eyes. Put like. the meat in the, <laughs> in the sink and try to defrost <laughs> it with the hot water. <laughs> oh well, my gosh! <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. And you know, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, no. you better be you better be defrosting that meat because you don't want to disappoint Mama, guys. Uh, Cooking Mama, <laughs> coming home to Mama is coming to the Switch. There hasn't it, like we haven't heard anything about a Cooking Mama game, and it's coming. It's been announced, and that is the title for it, and it's coming to the Switch. Why is this important? This is important because there's two reasons. The first one is this is a, like a pretty weird one. Uh, it's kind of got everyone like kind of like why are we doing this? Um, they added a blockchain to <laughs> Cooking Mama, so yeah. every single game is going to be like specific to that user and you'll have a code that you can use that you could, that will like that's like your code so it's like have you ever seen people like do like they do like your codes for like ddr or whatever and like it tracks their global points it's that for cooking mama and there's gonna be like i don't think you understand features. i'm so serious about my cooking mama <laughs> Dude, i'm the best yeah. cooking mama in north america yeah <laughs> So um, it's, that's just weird. And they're, they're saying that uh, having blockchain will like have investors excited to be a part of Cooking Mama and stuff like that. I mean, I love Cooking Mama. You don't need to add blockchain for I know, me to I, be stoked about this game. That's what I'm saying. I adore this franchise. And it's going to have motion controls. It's going to have like touchscreen stuff. It's going to be awesome. Cooking Mama. And what's going to be even awesome, because I know not all of you, for some people, meat isn't kosher. And that's okay, because in this edition of Cooking Mama, there is a vegetarian mode. So if you don't eat meat, you don't have to cook it. <laughs> There's an option where you literally can just do vegetarian options oh. instead. Yeah. I really like that. I'm sure there's people out there who are like, what? Uh, what? No. I mean, I think it's really fun because also, too, it's one of those games where these you can even though they don't give the specifics to these recipes you can look them up and you learn essentially how to cook them even if you're not getting the specific measurements and ingredients you're still like oh this is how you make uh, a chicken uh, or pork chasu or this is how you make this certain meal okay cool well maybe if i look it up at home i can make it and i think the vegetarian options are fine in that it's like a people don't have to see themselves cooking or doing a video game where they have to cook meat Uh, And B, it's like, yeah, if they really are interested in these recipes, they can make the vegetarian version of it. And I think that's fine and it's exciting. We're making games accessible to people. I mean, if they had Cooking Mama that was gluten-free, like, I'm sure I'd do it. It's goofy, but, like, I'd do it. And, man, and, like, that's just a great game. I love Cooking Mama. Have you played Cooking Mama? Uh, It was on DS, right? It was on Wii, DS. It came uh, out first on the DS. Yeah. I adored that DS game. They even had a phone app. I tried doing it. I think they had an iOS app. It is an iOS app. I tried doing it. It's not the same. So that's why I'm really excited that it's coming back to a console. Because I I think there was was the gardening mama, I think, at one point. There was also the babysitting mama where you could put the Wii remotes inside of a (laughs) fake baby. What? Oh, (laughs) my gosh. (laughs) Sorry, say that again? So this was a Cooking Mama game where um, you they came with a baby doll and you oh, put... Oh, yes, I remember this because I remember when I was working at GameStop, we had to sell this. I was like, what you is this? Sell this is babies. Sort of weird Because <laughs> you had to burp the baby yeah, and you had to do this. things with this weird... Oh, gosh, it does not look good with a diaper off. Um, <laughs> you, had to, you had to take care of this baby. It's like a glop of Play-Doh. Because um, it was, yeah, it was babysitting it. mama. It was babysitting mama. I did not play that one. You had to stick those Wii oh remotes inside the baby. I mean, if you thought, if you thought taking care of the baby babies on the, what was it, the me island what's that on the um, what was that on the 3ds oh uh, the me uh me t- what was that me game the the metopia or Me-to- me quest or no, it was metopia yeah what it was metopia yeah well, i don't know if that was the name of it um it was like no, mii that's, that's definitely not it no it's but it was like me it wasn't me plaza but it was it was the game where you could put on the on the island of me's all the Nintendo Mii's, and you could get people married on your island. Nintendo Land. <laughs> was I it Nintendo Land? I don't know. Did they had a bunch of mini games? No, it just was all, It was only for Mii's and my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, in the baby in that game, you had to like rock it and you could like, I mean, there's that famous vine of someone smacking the baby really hard <laughs> with the stylus. Man. Even better than mama. <laughs> <laughs> Even better than mama. But yeah, you had to stick these wee remotes inside this baby. Um, yeah. But I'm really, I love cooking mama. I love the cooking part of cooking mama. I think, I think they had fun experimenting with babysitting and, and gardening. But I love Cooking Mama. I think there was even a Wii version where they did, like, it was the international expansion. And you could cook a bunch of different recipes from a bunch of different countries. And that was really cool. I did like that. But um, but I don't know. I think I think even on the Wii, too, I wasn't a super big fan of it. I really liked that hand, that traditional DS, 3DS version of Cooking Mama. And I'm yeah. really excited to have that handheld uh, mode again with uh, yeah. the Switch. Well, speaking of cooking supplies and gardening tools, Walmart guys in the <laughs> recent news, I don't know if you guys have seen... What's going on with with our government, with uh, with you know gun laws and stuff like that? But pe- recently, uh, people, the, our government, have came out and said that uh, you know video games, violent video games, are the reason for shootings mm. in America. No, no, you know. Anyways, uh, just like the nineties. You can't right, get enough yeah. of those nineties. Got to bring up these same arguments. And because of that, Walmart has now uh, they've taken action and taken out uh, any advertising that has any violent shooting video games in it. Instead of, you know... Taking out guns from the guns, guns that they actually sell they in their store. full force, behind glass. I don't even know if it's behind glass. Uh, they're just in cages that you can easily access to. Yeah. Just go up there and purchase your, you know, your weapons. Look, I'm going to say it right here, and, like, <sighs> video games do not do that. Video games do not, like, it's... These people, uh, this is gonna get this is gonna get mean. Those people in that Walmart were not killed because someone was throwing video games at them or because of video games. They were killed because of a gun. But we are the only country that has this problem. Yeah. Every other country has video games. Every other country. There's countries that play more video games than us. Exactly. Per capita. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we cannot be blaming like it on Japan this. for. <laughs> and there's also countries where. Everybody across the world has mental health issues. There's people everywhere that have varying degrees uh, of mental health. Uh, whether they're whether they whether that country promotes mental health uh, uh, help or not, that exists everywhere as well. These are no longer the more we make excuses, uh, the more we get away from solving the actual problem. And it's just a big bummer because um, uh, the video games don't even yeah. There's violent movies. There's violent television shows. There's so much yeah. more violent media than just video games. But it's a very easy go to. And it's really hard when you work in this industry and this argument comes up, and then people start fighting. People start fighting for yeah. We should stop. I mean, video it's the games. same thing. Where like I don't know. Do you guys remember when you were a kid and? Parents were there. There was a movement where Pokemon was leading to violence. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, we, I just remember we had the D and D's like that was Satanic Panic though. The same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it was around the same time when Mortal Kombat was getting a lot of issues in the news of it being too violent and. That's right. I remember that. It's it's weird. How Night Trap I, was actually the mo- the yeah. video game that started the ESRB. Yeah. Fun fact. It, it's weird how they continue to avoid assessing uh jumping onto the main problem and still jumping to blame something that they've constantly been saying video games are the issue which obviously is not there's been proof scientific proof that it's not and yet they still and i say they as in oh this is gonna go very political <laughs> gun lobbyists <laughs> yes gun lobbyists nra as supporters of course etc cetera, etc cetera. people they, who want to make excuses people right. who want to easily put uh divert the blame from the actual cause onto something that is much more eye grabbing and oh your children are doing yeah. this yeah as yeah. long as if they they don't want to lose their money and it's all of course Money revolves around a lot of things in this country, so yeah. Yeah. And I will say there was a lot of good memes that came out of this announcement. Uh, like <laughs> that the were the there was the, the two the two yelling women where it's like video games are cause video games cause violence mm-hmm. in America and it's the weird picture of the cat sitting at yeah. the table. <laughs> and my favorite one is like I've restarted a game because I hurt a character's feelings. <laughs> Did you see the Red Dead one that's amazing? <laughs> with that cat? No. I, I gotta find it. But uh I think it was like that. Those two ladies, yeah. uh, video games ruining people. And then the cat is coming up with the Joe, what's his name? Uh, the player, you get the guy you John play Marston? with, John Marston, not John Marston, oh, uh, other one. Arthur, Arthur, yeah, the cat with the little hat on of Arthur's hat, <laughs> just sitting there. He's like, uh, I was just fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, yeah, a lot of because it's like it's so true, man. Last night I was playing Fire Emblem, I restarted that game 
seven times because I didn't land a perfect tea time <laughs> with my main boy, Claude. <laughs> and like, yeah, there's not just, and it's, it's just so hard too. Cause it's also, um, I'll say this really, really quickly. There's, it's so hard because you have these games talked about, but then there's also this argument that constant, that constantly resurfaces. That is, uh, you're not a real gamer if you play Animal Crossing, or you're not a real gamer if you play Stardew Valley. Yeah. And this is especially aimed at female gamers. Uh, this is like I love a, Stardew Valley. I know, same. They're great games, and there's that's why games are so great. Games are for everybody, and it's not. There's not just first-person shooters. There's there's tactical games. There's puzzle-solving games. Like Professor Layton does not make me feel violent. Do no. I get mad when I can't solve a puzzle? Yes. Do I want to throw my 3DS at a wall? Sure. That doesn't mean I want to go do violent acts. Perf- like, yeah, same with Phoenix Wright. You're a lawyer. Uh, cooking mama. You get to play the video games where you make the food. Yes, I'm just like mama. Like, no. <laughs> no, it just makes me so upset. Because especially, yeah, yeah, I'm so, I love video games so much. I think they're amazing storytelling devices. I think. There's so many people who put so much hard work into doing this that as soon as this gets like what you're doing is bad, you just you just null all the hard work that there's so many people out there doing. And that's what yeah. really frustrates me is that yeah. you immediately just turn your back on an entire industry of individuals. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will all be over in a fortnight. And speaking of Fortnite. Dear sweet <laughs> lord. I don't know. That was so bad. <laughs> Naeem, take us into this one. Uh, so apparently this happened earlier this week or late last week <laughs> where uh, Ninja, he mm-hmm. recently moved from Twitch to Mixer. He mm-hmm. got a big deal, uh, endorsement deal with uh, – not, not endorsement deal. He just got a big deal with Mixer to go stream over there uh, exclusively. And he left Twitch where he started from and he went there. Uh, so, uh, now that he's at Mixer, his channel currently at Twitch was being used by Twitch to, uh, promote other streamers on his stream. Like, uh, basically to advertise there, you could, ch- you could check out the other channels right. on Twitch and go there and just, you know, whatever. The problem with that is one of the top channels that was being promoted was pornography, which is, you know, uh, Big no-no, <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> to say that, the least. Isn't that also just against Twitch terms of service in general? Yes, it is. Yes. And uh, Twitch, of course, uh, Ninja called him out big time on social media and was like, what the heck? He did. It, it makes Twitch look bad, obviously, and also makes both Ninja and Mixer look really good because Mixer is trying to grow up there in the yeah. masses yeah. of becoming the next uh, streaming platform that could compete with Twitch. And it just makes Twitch... Even worse, even ba- uh, worse where they're at right now. So, of course, Twitch, their CEO apologized, and uh, I guess that's all they're going to do. Was, it was like, but, yeah, but Ninja, I know, he, he's like, he wants he wants to take action to get his stream as a channel off completely from right. Twitch. Yes. To remove it completely. They were, had a professional thing, and, they, they you know, it's, he's like, we're, I'm done. Like, they're like that, yeah. they, that was like a line, and I'm taking everything over to make sure he's done yeah. with Twitch. Like, uh, like, he's trying whatever he can to get... Like everything off of Twitch, VODs, yeah. whatever. Ninja's know? like he's he's gotten to the point in terms of status that he he brought e games, uh, esports to the mainstream or helped bring it to the mainstream uh, last year with Fortnite, and uh, yeah. Twitch losing him is a big big dent to their uh, you know platform. So and then this happening is just another dent that they it's have like, to deal with. It's it's like it, it makes me wonder. Like is Twitch really hurting? You know what I mean? Like, well, well, I mean, it's funny how the CEO comes out, and we rarely hear about this. We we rarely hear things from the CEO of Twitch. He comes out and, oh, I apologize for all this stuff. Yet, as there's other stuff that's going on at Twitch, like with the cat throwing of Alinity that oh that yeah she, that she did yeah. or fil- feeding the vodka to her cat, or you know the constant racism that happens on Twitch, or the constant bashing of women that stream on Twitch. Mm-hmm. There's barely nothing said about that. But as soon as a big noter a big streamer like Ninja comes out and I'm not blaming this is none against Ninja at all but yeah, just yeah. something no, like no, this would just make CEO like come out cuz it's making the Twitch brand look bad in the mass uh uh, uh media I mean, mass media and it's it just Twitch, inter- it's very interesting yeah, it makes Twitch yeah. look really bad Twitch is I've know? always had I don't want to get into it <laughs> but yeah it it makes Twitch look real bad 
And well, it's also, too, I almost wonder, too, like, is this something that Mixer and Ninja were almost hoping for so they could really drive that nail into that coffin of I mean, come over to Mixer? I, I, if I was in his shoes, yeah. Yeah. I think that's – it was like I would see that, and I'm like, yes. Yeah. They fell for my trap card. Well, I, they well, fe- the, you know? He co- well, Ninja said he didn't even notice what was happening until I guess it was pointed out to him that this right. w- Twitch was doing that to his He probably has channel. fans that were, like, screen capping him. Yeah. Like, you yeah. see this? You know, like, that's, that's probably exactly what his Definitely, community But I'm almost him. like – I think in general, like, I yeah. wonder if Mixer and, tw- and, and Ninja, not hoping, but almost anticipating – uh, Twitch to make some kind of move or right. something to happen yeah. during his transition and during his absence on the channel. Because yeah. it all happened very, very quickly. The announcement was made, and then he started transferring over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean. It's yeah. interesting. We will see what happens. Um, I wish the best for both platforms. I think it's really, especially in this in this economy, especially in this 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 entertainment industry, I think competition is very very it's healthy. Really good. I mean, we're seeing with Disney and Fox, we're seeing this complete monopoly of media. Uh, it would be nice to see, yeah, if live streaming was not a monopoly. Yeah. And in fact, it had some healthy competition. So yeah, I'm really totally. curious to see what Mixer does, how Mixer succeeds in all this. I'm really serious. I'm really curious to see. Hopefully, Twitch feels inspired and Twitch sees this as a time to really okay, great. You know what? We're gonna take this time to make our platform strong. I wouldn't be surprised if they do anything after this probably they, not it's not surprising after the alinity thing and other things yeah. that's happened in the past I, and now this I, I, i'm not surprised if twitch won't do anything they'll just brush it on the rug and just keep you know doing what they've always been doing not really caring so <sighs> well did i bring the room down <laughs> no i think, no, I think no. it's a great I think uh, it's important thing to talk about i think I'm it's fun to hit fun media and i also think it's important to hit uh media that does affect all of us we're yeah. and we're it's like it's just like of course we gotta talk about it this is like it's a huge moment in streaming you know what i mean like yeah. what's I, i've never even been on mixers but now i'm curious to see like what it's about you know it's it's been it's been growing in terms of uh what it offers. Uh, There's caffeine too, right? Yeah, that's another platform. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mixer is it's it's getting up there. Plus, it's backed by Microsoft, so it, in terms of money, it has, cool. it has that money there. So, yeah, pretty cool, man. Well, we're gonna leave the Hokage alone for now. Let's go ahead and jump into our main topic for the day, guys. Oh, oh, he's like the Hokage. He's oh, not a ninja. Okay. He's like oh, I see what you <laughs> did. It's okay. a Naruto okay. reference. <laughs> yeah. This is a video games podcast, and you had to bring in the anime. From Naruto Ultimate uh, Ninja. I, I, yeah, uh, I know. I, now <laughs> I get what it. Was the, there was an, I think was it ulti- was it the what, the most recent Naruto game where you could actually make your own OC Yeah, that was a uh, – uh, oh, God, was that? It was like a 4v4. I need like, to play I think I demoed it. I need to play it some more because yeah. I was like, oh, I can put fun. me in Naruto. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our main thing for today. We all just got back from Gen Con last week, Woo! which is the, if you guys don't know, Gen Con is the North American tabletop conven- uh, tabletop and board game convention. It is the huge, it's like the, the big tabletop. tabletop convention. Yeah. Uh, and we all got to go. And I thought it'd be really fun for us to sit around and like share with you guys the things that we saw, what we did, what games you should be looking for. Because even though we are a video game podcast, we also are a bunch of game tabletop gamers. Uh, and it'd be cool to share with you guys what we saw. Love games. Yeah. Um, but I know for starting off the bat, we all were working. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were. We all were working. We were doing Gen Con's official stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily hosted. I hosted. Naeem was behind the camera. Uh, but while you guys were doing that, um, like what did – like outside of that or even during it, what were some of your favorite like moments or things oh, that you saw? Or? We got to on my stream because I didn't get to do too much because uh, I was also working here at Forge and I also was doing Rat Queens RPG stuff <laughs> on top of everything. <laughs> so the one time I could stream was shutting down the Saturday night stream from like 8 to 10. And so that's the one time I actually got to host, which I was so thankful for. It was an absolute blast. We actually got to go to Renegade. We got to go to Renegade Games. Okay. And... Uh, we were trying to figure out what to do because we had to fill some time because we were supposed to go watch the charity, uh, the the big Magic the Gathering card building uh, oh, the, thing. Oh, the built. It's uh, th- I forgot the name of it, but card it's tower or something. They build like over the course of like three days. There's literally towers like a town yeah. built of like cards like oh that's at the front cards. entrance yeah, yeah. okay yeah. And, and then so kids th- run through it at the and end so at 10 30 yeah you taught you pay money it was like a big charity event you actually bring coins to like toss and destroy the cards we were supposed to do that started at 10 30 and we're like well the stream's got to wrap at 10 mm. what do we do oh hey let's go to renegade uh, and so we ended up actually interviewing 
a bunch of developers. I got to talk to the one of the main creators of Kids on Bikes. I got to take, talk to the main creator of the Power Rangers game. Uh, I got to talk to the one of the main creators on Renegade's uh, zombie survival game. And it was so much fun. Like, that's what I love to do. I love playing games, but I also, like, love talking to people about their what their process was, how they created RPGs, because a lot of RPGs have become video games, and a lot of video games have then been transitioned into tabletop RPGs. There is this universal storytelling element between the two, and I think it's really fascinating. Yeah, because the magical thing about tabletop RPGs is we've just experienced yesterday is the power and the amazing awesomeness of group storytelling. So that was my favorite thing was actually getting to talk to the developers and ask them questions. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things too, man. Um, so, and like Renegade in particular makes really, really good tabletop stuff. They the, are like the character creation behind kids on bikes. Holy cow. <laughs> I didn't really know what the character creation process was. Uh, yeah. cause I don't know if they did it on, on, on Coloc here or if they just had everyone else create their characters. Cause the way you're supposed to do it with the tabletop RPG is you literally, you literally all sit around a table and now you have a list of questions that say, what was your favorite memory with my character? Mm-hmm. And you're just creating these, mo- you're creating your characters together. It isn't just on you to create, to go sit in a room and think of your backstory. You can sit around a table and if you're maybe someone who's like, oh, I have a hard time creating a really cool backstory with my character. We're all going to sit around and be like, oh yeah, I remember when Matt's character uh, beat me up in first grade and I'm still harboring something from that but I also remember Naeem too uh, you know what you came to my you came to my 10th birthday party and you brought me that super cool uh, Pokemon Red game and like yeah we became really good friends after that and so it's through, is accurate through group but no it's through that really awesome group storytelling that not only am I finding out things about my character we're also building each other's characters together, and I was like, ah, because the improv, the improv, the improviser, and the and the actor in me loves that, and just yeah, collaborative storytelling. Oh, I love it. What I love about like just all this in general is that that's like the the like the heart of like a video game. You know what I mean? Like it's game. I don't know. If, I don't know if people realize if like video games like a lot of you know the mechanics and systems of video games are like based off the of tabletop stuff. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so freaking cool. Um, did you get to see anything? Uh, I, well, besides, I was working often, but the the times where I got to play something I had, it's a tie between two games that I really enjoyed playing was the Lord of the Rings table, t- the, the card game that Bert brought. As well as uh, the blockbuster game that we uh, oh what my oh, gosh this so blockbuster <laughs> game <laughs> the blockbuster game that we, it was you know it was all of us actually and Lucas and Bert and a few other people that we were playing with Adriana and uh, Brandon Brandon, Brandon Win- Winfrey Adriosa yeah. Adriosa and uh, Malika Jeff and PZ PZ yeah uh, yeah it was it was a, a fun time with just playing a simple card game of just basically movie trivia in certain cards uh, topics like. Name movies that start with the the or what's another one? The uh, westerns one got west- us. <laughs> <laughs> Western movies. It w- that was just a a, a quirky, easy to uh, type. It was of a great game. party game. Yeah, it was a great party it's game. It's a great, great and game. And what I loved about that too is that we were in an area. If you guys ever go to Gen Con, check it out. It's in the the oh my, was it the West End? I think mm. right. Yes, the West End, and it's a uh, board the hot game, games library. Yeah, boardgamegeek.com uh, puts uh puts up this. Hot new game, hot games of Gen Con library, mm. and you pay like f- two bucks. And you go in there, and it's just like a wall of new games and hot, like the best games of Gen Con that you could just play. Mm-hmm. You just go by this table, and it's almost like you're at a buffet. You're like, oh, yes, this one. And oh, I like the cover art on this one. Oh, the Kenny G. Sachs game. <laughs> Lucas, you were talking about this one. And yeah, Lucas and I were like, yeah, but it wasn't even that calm. We were like, <laughs> I was surprised how easy it was to get in there. I feel like not many people knew about it or something. Like, you know, I think too. Well, I think it's. I think it's. I loved having it been my first Gen Con. I'd always heard that like it's huge. It spans across all these hotels. I think it's tricky too, especially if you're new there. Had I not known that, or had I not had the the advisory and the guiding of Hyper RPG and people and people who've been at Gen Con a lot, like uh, Zach and Malika and other folks, I would not have known that. Oh, this is a cool thing. Not in the main convention space. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to be like, okay, cool, it's in the Westin. Mm-hmm. Oh, neat. All right, I'm going to go check that out. 
oh, this is the best thing of the convention. Yeah, right, right. Ooh, that and the werewolf chains. Oh, yes. the were- werewolf was awesome. Werewolf was great. All, all werewolf the times was really played. good. Yeah. Uh, well, I lo- so you guys don't know, werewolf is like if you ever played Mafia or like Hail uh, Hydra or uh, Secret Hitler. It's like the similar premise where like you're villagers and you know two people are like werewolves or mm-hmm. the bad guys. It's a it's yeah it's the mystery elimination game. Yeah, but in at Gen Con they do it where. Um, imagine like a convention center and you know before you go onto like the the convention floor there's like the giant hallways um so imagine the giant hallways with hundreds of games of werewolf being played in this hallway well at the same time at the same time yeah yeah it's magical it's really really fun it was really really fun what's like the biggest werewolf that's ever been done I've never played it. We at the we had a hyper RPG meetup and we had a bunch of uh, the community there. And we oh, played that was a mm-hmm. really big game. Yeah, that was, was like twenty two. It was like twenty five. Twenty. I don't think it was twenty five. I think it was twenty two. The one that we did think it was on the uh, meetup. Yeah, but that yeah. was like I've never played anything that big. And we that was huge because we had three werewolves, mm-hmm. one seer. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I knew the werewolves. I knew them. Yeah. I knew it was Eric. And also, Brandon was running his mouth. <laughs> he just kept talking. He, he jumps up as a werewolf. He, his, his exit was so great. He All of a sudden, you just see him leap on the back of the chair and then, like, peter out. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that was really, really fun. Um, something I really enjoyed, uh, I got to play Funkoverse. Funkoverses. Yes, I wanted to play that game. If you guys are aware of the Funko Pop figures that do, like, cute big eyed figures of your any character you know do you keep yours in boxes no absolutely i don't not. I, I keep mine out. i do have i do have a limited edition morticia and gomez adams that are nice. the grayscale i have not taken them out of the box but nice. i think i will i, I take like them all them. out because like it's too clunky otherwise <laughs> i'm like where are we gonna this box is taking too much space <laughs> you know uh i'm not like the toy story 2 guy anyways uh you know uh that's oh, what i think that of. Guy. <laughs> that's oh my god this one he's got to stay in the box you know uh anyways uh but i play the funko versus game <laughs> and it's real real fun um so what this game is it's it's essentially like they're taking their funko versus pro- their funko properties which they have which so they right now they have uh dc which is batman they have a batman one mm-hmm. a harry potter a golden girls one and a rick and morty one right now um, they're going to expand on those properties, but what's great about it is that all these characters, you can combine them to create your own game. So, like, you know, Betty White could fight Batman with pies, you know, and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it plays similarly like Hero Clicks. So you have, like, a board, and you're, like, there's different game types. There's, like, Capture the Flag. There's this Enemy Knockout. Um, and, like, you have a couple special abilities that you can use. But it's it's like Hero Clicks, but simpler. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it plays really, really smooth and really, really well. And... Um, I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. And, like, why is it so good? It's because it's not Funko. Funko didn't make it. They Funko bought a game company that used to that was out, that used to outsource to, like, they were like a ghostwriter for, vid- for gaming. Mm-hmm. They would, like, make games for other companies, uh, you know what I mean, like movies and stuff like that, and they were good games. So they just bought th- that company, and now that is Funko Games. Uh, and one of the guys in there is one of our friends, uh, and he is the son of the guy who created Heroclix. So I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. Oh, Why okay. this place kind of like Heroclix? Yeah, that's so th- that. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And the, the minis, if you guys like collecting, they're like a it's like a half size version of a Funko Pop, or like a little smaller, and they're really cool collectibles. Uh, so the the figures are cool. They look just like Funkos, and it plays extremely well. I love that game. I need to play it. I got excited yeah. when I heard because I heard Zach and Adam talking about it on Comics and Coffee, and he's like, "Yeah, we got we got the Batman because we got the Batman starter kit and the Golden Girls expansion, so we can have the Golden Girls fighting against Batman." And I was like, "As soon as you say that sentence, I'm immediately like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'm in." You had my interest, and now you have my attention. <laughs> well, now I'm I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for yeah, Harry Potter, Star Trek. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. There's so many video game Funkos. Will we get Overwatch and Overwatch expansion where it's like two Overwatch That'd figures? Yeah. Uh, there's the possibility is endless with Funko, which I yeah. think is great. And if these properties are smart, they'll know to yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can keep using our licensing with this game. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and I mean, they I think Funko has a great you know partnership with their licensors and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, another game that I, w- I was really, really into um, was one called Tentacle Town, which sounds... Uh, wh- yeah, I watched you play that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a Tentacle r- Town? Yeah, it do- it's not like hentai. It's uh, Cthulhu. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, so get your hell, the uh, listeners. I didn't think that at all. Oh. I didn't think that. I got worried. <laughs> Emily got worried. I saw the face. She was like, what is this game? Well, that's also because I always get I always get pinned with the tentacles on 
our hyper RPG shows, and so oh. I immediately am a little more tuned okay. to it. <laughs> uh, but this game was really fun. Um, you're you're basically you are a person on this on this small island that's trying. You're trying to build more like houses in the different sectors, and in each sector you can like do different things. So in one sector you can build spears, and one you can raise your fame, uh, and one you can like get food, and each one like does a different thing. But at the end of the day. Um, after each round, tentacles appear by the ocean, depending on the sector that you're in, and you have to defend it. Um, and you, by defeating a tentacle, you gain a fame point. Um, and the goal by the end of the game is to have the most fame to become the mayor of this town. <laughs> and that's the premise of this game, and it was so much fun. I really, really dig it. It was only on, It's only on Kickstarter right now, but I thought that game was real fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to try it, but of course I was you know, behind the camera just watching you having fun. I so know, dude. Aww. That's I great. Know. I wanted to play with you. We would have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I hope next year Gen Con will be able to have you know more time. To Same. That's my big goal for next year too. Yeah. Is I had a lot of fun doing to working for two companies, but I also too I really wanted to to because I yeah I grew up playing board games. Yeah. We got a with my family. It's a tradition. We get a new board game every Christmas to play on Christmas Day because that was our family game night. That was we always had games growing up as kids. Yeah. And we ventured into video games a little bit with Double Dash uh, and the NASCAR GameCube game, but um, we namely were a board game family and so like last year I got my we played last year when Zach and Malika brought back Pantone mm -hmm. and I fell in love with Pantone I got our family Pantone uh, they did not like it because they don't color block. They can't see color blocking and they can't see characters color in color like I can. Okay. So yeah. I kept winning and they kept getting mad because they're like, <laughs> Emily, you brought us a game that you already knew how to beat. Uh, that's not fair. Yeah. And so I went to play the blockbuster game. Family, we had all the different kinds of scenes. We loved seeing it as a family growing up, popping in that DVD, playing some scene it. Um, so the blockbuster game got me really excited because I was like, "Great, yes, yeah, this is what I'm gonna play with my family. Like, I'm gonna get this them. This I'm gonna get us this game for Christmas. We're gonna play on Christmas Day. It's gonna be super duper fun." Yeah, and uh, I just love like like new games that my family can experience too. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's why I think the blockbuster one's really good. Uh, I really like the Sinister Six game. I was just we about to bring that up. We played it the other night. Is that what y'all were playing here? We were playing okay. yeah. it here. Uh, you do need six people to play it because it's one of those games where you get to the – it's all about pulling off a heist mm. and beating some spider people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a mix of co-op, but you're also trying to, to – you're also trying to beat each other yeah, by getting the most Yeah, it's teamwork and team sabotage. Yeah. So okay. ultimately, you need to work together because we found out, like, oh, shoot, we were kind of sabotaging each other at the beginning – yeah. And that kind of screwed us over when there's only four of us in the final heist because essentially you you can uh, just essentially there's it becomes so much harder in the final round and there's a rule in the game where if you don't follow the certain order of actions and if you don't do it straight uh, you all lose yeah. the game's over and so we were like oh we did not know it got this hard yeah. and so um, you definitely need six people to place the Sinister <laughs> Six we had four it was getting a little dicey but um, it was such a fun game because each character you get to really embody each character each character has their own abilities you're defeating some spider people you're having a blast uh, like I love and the art is so good the art is the so, art is so gorgeous pretty. and just it's so much fun because uh, Spider-Man has such an amazing uh, villain like collection kind of like Batman. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man just has so many fun villains and they're all there. You got Green Goblin. You got Doc Ock. You got Electro. You got Mysterio. You got Rhino. You got Venom. <laughs> you got uh, Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. No, no. You don't have Carnage. You got Hobgoblin. Uh, no, 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 Hobgoblin. Green Goblin. Uh, uh, oh, Rhino. No, Mysterio. what's his name? He's he's the, uh, the hunter. hunter. Craven. Oh, Craven. 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 Uh, Shocker's in there too. Okay. And the Lizard. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's all six. Yeah. Okay. So much fun. Yeah, that's a great game. Um, Man, there's just so like we like, like I, even though like I got to work, I had to work. I was still, <laughs> I was at a point when we were streaming. I was like, I just want to play. <laughs> well, there was games. one game from Renegade that I heard that I really wanted to play. It's a board game where you play as so you know in a D and D campaign where you get all you you just finished the quest, you have all the loot, and now mm. you're gonna go into town. And you're gonna sell it to all the different merchants. You play as the merchants bartering with the D and D characters. That's, pretty cool. That's awesome. I wanted to play it so badly. <laughs> I think it's called Barter Quest or something. It's from Renegade. I wanted to play that. That's the one game I'm like, okay, I need to find this. I need to play it. Yeah. I wish I could have played it because now I'm like, do I buy it and then I play it? But am I gonna like it? It's yeah. always tricky. I'm sure though I'll really like it because the premise just sounds good and I love board games and so. So I don't know if there's ever been a board game where I've been like, I hate this game, except maybe maybe that, oh gosh, maybe the oil game, Gusher or something. 
There's an old oil tycoon game from like Milton Bradley that came out in the 50s that was like, become an oil tycoon. You're going to search for oil <laughs> in the oil fields and it's going to blow up. Uh, and my mom had it. It's a very old style game. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Monopoly. Except That's probably I literally was going to say, is it Monopoly? Like it's prequel? Monopoly, but <laughs> it's also, yeah, a little bit when you're a kid, you're like, mm-hmm, okay, oil. Mm, the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm, just give me high ho Cherio. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to say, just overall, my favorite thing about Gen Con is that um, was getting to hang out with like you guys and uh, the uh, like, our, our friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like and like meeting all these other like thumpers and stuff like that. That was like, so special. Yeah. And people cool. who listen to this podcast and stuff like. I can now put a f- name to a face. Yeah. yeah. But nothing. I think there's like uh, just us playing Warhammer in that room. Yeah. Where we had like a meetup. I heard that was amazing. That was, amazing. Was, that was really really fun. And then even like us playing in a hotel lobby until like two in the morning. Yeah. Playing like the Lord of the Rings card game, and I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just I I love those moments, and there's something about this convention that doesn't feel that feels more authentic and more like genuine than other conventions, and not just with like the the material, the content there, but even like the people. I feel like um, at Gen Con, I find that everyone's pretty authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, at least people I hang around with are like really cool and want to be there for the games and want to play new games and hang out with each other and drink beers in the lobby and yeah and just spend know. time i mean you look you look around any any open space no matter we were in a hotel that was 20 minutes away from the convention center and there were people in the in the lobby on the tables playing games because they were also there for gen con there was even a separate ballroom in the yeah. Yeah. Little, in the hotel set up just for gen con yeah but it's something it was very special because yeah it's it just it's just a very passionate down-to-earth convention where everyone's yeah. just there. You're there because you love games, and it's just great. Yeah. yeah. I honestly recommend everyone to go. Like, it's just so fantastic. I got to do a LARP thing, a live-action RPG. I didn't see that. But we got to live stream it, me yeah. going through this I LARP dungeon. I heard you dungeon. were great. Oh, thanks. It was so fun. I heard you were a trickster. I was I was a trickster. Ooh, <laughs> it's all full of my tricks. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I, I did a LARPing, and we lived with the stream, and we went with, like, a party of, like, ten people. It was so cool. There were, like, chain mail, and I, I was a trickster. I got to use magic, so I had two missile, two spells I could use. Uh, one was a re- I could use as unlimited, but I could only hold three beanbags at a time. That was, like, my spell casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to pick them up from the ground, and that was pushed. So I can, like, I was, like, defensive, basically. So it was, like, if, a, if, like, they had, like, goblins and stuff running at us, and, like, we'd literally fight with, like, fake swords and and like if you took a hit, you had like X amount of health, and then you'd have to like ask for a medic or go back and repair your armor. But I would throw my thing and say push, and if it hit the beanbag hit someone, they would have to turn around and walk to, uh, across to the wall. So it leave like an attack of opportunity. And then yeah. my special spell I could use once per room was drop. So I I take a beanbag, I go drop. If I hit them, they had to drop all their weapons for five seconds, which left another attack of opportunity. Dang. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I think I really want to get into LARP. Me too. I know yeah. the big I know the big LARP group that happens here. Yeah, yeah. I, a bunch of people at my work do it too. And then yeah, I met a bunch of people in the dungeon. Well, just yeah, Scabby Rooster and all of them. They're a big part of yeah. it too. And I'm like, building a costume <laughs> and playing as a character. Uh oh, I kind of want to do well, it. Well, Fab, yeah, uh, Fabian, uh, yeah. good friend of ours. He's been trying to get me to play uh, with them LARPing for a while. I've heard that like yeah, I, I've heard from people in that group too that if you're really if you're interested. That you can just show up, you wear really like you wear all black clothing, and they let you you just play as an NPC, yeah. and you just try yeah. it out to see if you like it. Yeah. And if you want to work out and be nerdy, this is a workout, dude. I was so tired after that. <laughs> I was like, I felt like uh, I don't know if you guys ever play baseball, and like you you do that exercise where you like run in between bases, touch mm-hmm. the ground, or like crazy. And like basketball, when you'd run to like touch oh, the free yeah, throw, yeah. Touch, yeah. it we was do like that. that. Volleyball, yeah. Yeah. It was just like that. But, but it was me getting my beanbags without getting hit. I was like, oh, like dodge, <laughs> like slide, you know, like get back, get back. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, I and I am like, like, what, what, what was your favorite thing, man? What was your like? Because I saw this guy when I came, I flew in at like two in the morning, and this guy was so happy. Well, I was drunk too. He was yeah, very drunk. Yeah, we were drinking wine in the <laughs> hotel lobby. Drinking wine in the hotel lobby. Well, there was this drink that Bert got Lucas and I that was eight different liquors in one. Plus, it, yeah. but you didn't taste what? it. Yeah, you didn't taste it. it Bert, was, it, it, it was really good. It was like lemonade and stro- like strawberry lemonade. We got it. What and is this magical elixir? I forgot what it was called, but it was we got hammered quick. Uh, and uh, w- by the time Matt got in, uh, yeah, I was pretty drunk, but I was happy. He was so happy. I, 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 I it was so great to see <laughs> name like that. And he just wanted White Castle so bad. When are we going I to White Castle? And like we were just waiting for him, and he kept asking, "When are we going to White Castle? We're waiting for you to finish your wine." And he's like, "Oh, 
and just sip it and forget that he asked. It's like, when are we going to White Castle? I'm like, dude. And then when we finally went to White Castle, we walked to the White Castle. And as we get there, the guy at the door, I'm in the front, and I'm like, oh, no. And, like, the guy literally turns the sign and says, closed. And I'm like, dude, they closed. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I've never had White Castle. It's bad. I mean, it depends on your state, the status of, you know, where you're at mentally. I mean, if you're, like, <laughs> drunk or, you it's know, a little food. tipsy, it's, I mean, it's really good. I'm always, I'm always be sad. I'll never be able to try a White Castle unless I make a gluten-free version. And I'll, never, and I'll never be able to try a Chicago-style deep dish pizza that, that unless is, they oh, make that, a gluten-free oh, version. Man. Can you do masa in Echo Park? Isn't that technically cornmeal crust? I can do I can do cornmeal, yeah. Do that's they have a gluten? Do they have a cornmeal deep dish? That's their thing. Is that like, Ma- guys, Mazda and Echo Park is the best deep dish pizza in L.A. It's seriously the best. It's the closest thing you'll get to Chicago. Um, and like their crust is is it's called masa after like you know the masa you put in tamales. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, because I can eat tamales like nobody's business. Yeah. So I would just double check that, and we'll all go to masa. We'll have a hit points day at masa. Okay. Yeah. It's fine, but yeah, I just had a lot of fun just playing. Just sitting down and playing games with everybody and just throwing time into that and losing a bunch of hours. It was just, it was just great fun. Yeah, man. Uh, I miss it. I wish I had more time. Yeah. yeah. I just think I think a big thing I really realized, too, and, and it just was coming back. I was like, we have to do more game nights. We need to do more times because we're all constantly working. We're, we're constantly trying to survive in L.A. and pay to live in L.A. And it's a lot of work. And yeah. sometimes on your free time, you just want to chill or anything. Uh, and we see each other at work so much. We're like, oh, well, yes, this is this is our this is our exchange. It's this so right here. Yeah. But I think it's so important to have those nights where, yeah, we all go out to dinner and we bring a board game or we just have like a game night at somebody's house. Right, and we just we sit around and play. When we do Mass Effect, that's like the most fun, man. Yes. We're doing it for fun. It's stressful, too. But I yeah, it's more fun. <laughs> I'm going to I love you guys. <laughs> I love, I love you, too. you guys oh, too. Gen Con brings us closer, you know. Yes, it really does, man. Guys, if you were at Gen Con, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what uh, if you what was your favorite game? What was your favorite experience? Did you say hi to us? Let us know. Um, we're gonna jump to we have to our uh, quick. Yeah. Um, we have some fan mail. Yeah. Let's we'll go ahead and read that, and then let's answer it. We got some. We'll, we'll squeeze time in. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, Who's this from? It's from our uh, Eridence. Oh, Eridence, nice. Uh, he this was in response to the uh, I think the soundtrack episode we did a, while, uh, a few weeks back. But he writes uh, video game soundtrack or something I have loved for a long time, starting with Final Fantasy four and six, mm. which I think we nice. m- we might which I think is my first game game soundtrack. Although I also love the soundtrack of Chrono Trigger. Good choice. But the Final Fantasy games in general, I've always loved their music. The concert I've most enjoyed is the Distant Worlds music from Final Fantasy. Oh, and good show. I went to a few years ago. It was amazing. More recently, I really enjoyed the Skyrim soundtrack what, what? as well as the music in the Divinity Original Sin games. Mm-hmm. Although, mm-hmm. as you all noted on the show, the World of Warcraft soundtracks have always been great as well. I also find that for certain games, I'll enjoy music that outside of that context I wouldn't normally listen to or enjoy Fallout 4, example, yes. while playing those games. I'll put on the in-game radio and enjoy the music, even though it isn't something I would listen to in any other context. Mm-hmm. There are also certain specific pieces of music I'll enjoy as I think they fit perfectly with where they are, like the deployment music for XCOM 2. Nice. I love that music. It gets you, it gets you so pumped to start the missions. There are also different game music I like for different things, like the atmospheric and background music for Stellaris. I really enjoy. Anyway, sorry for this long, but video game music <laughs> is something I really enjoy. Thanks, as always, for the great podcast. Oh, man. I mean, I think I'm the same way. Like, yeah. there's so many, there's so many, like, there's, like, if I need a good pump-up song, I listen to the final heist music from Persona 5. And that always like just gets me in a good mood. But I'm the same way. Like at work, my the video games I listen to at work right now are Skyrim and Breath of the Wild. Those are kind of like those are nice background, especially oh man, especially Skyrim Rain when they have the soundtrack with some rain behind it. Oh, so good! It's so like mm, that's good work focused music. If you guys want to, that's what Emily listens to at work, and what I listen to at work is Nintendo Chill. If you want to, my lo-fi Nintendo Chill beats. If you go to play Spotify and just 
search Nintendo Lo-Fi. It's literally the Nintendo Lo-Fi playlist, and it's awesome. Oh, I love that playlist. I put that on the background and just go to town, you know? I think the music, it depends on what I'm doing at work. If I if it's crunch time, I have to get something done. I listen to, uh, it's a mix between Midnight Club 2's uh, soundtrack as well as uh, God of War's soundtrack. Nice. Uh, if I need to chill out and just zone out while getting something done, then it's a mix between World of Warcraft music as well as Hitman's uh, contracts, Blood Money's uh, atmospheric type music. Yes. So. Yeah. I also say, too, I love Persona 5 is such a great soundtrack because mm-hmm. it has a really, has a nice variety of music. Man, there's nothing better than like, because it hardly rains here. Mm-hmm. We had especially a rainy year in LA this year. Yeah, yeah it was The great. rain soundtrack for great. Persona oh. is so amazing <laughs> to listen to yeah. while it is raining because you're like, I'm driving my car. I'm like, I'm in Persona 5. <laughs> like, this is it. That's awesome that you also got to see uh, Aerodance. He went to the like a music concert mm. for like Final Fantasy. Like, yeah. those events are great. I highly I'm recommend so it. Bummed. I really wanted to go to the If you go to any of them. There's always like there's a Legend of Zelda one, there's Kingdom Hearts, there's Final Fantasy, live. video games live in the, general. The big one they announced, I remember at E3 this year during the Ubisoft, they actually opened the Ubisoft press right. conference with the Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. medley, and that's where mm. they announced the official Assassin's Creed concert. Yeah. I really wanted to go. It is very expensive because yeah. it's in the Dolby Theater. I think the standard ticket ticket was about sixty to seventy dollars, and that was for the nosebleeds. Yeah. And it was a little it was a little hard because I was like, I do want to go see this, but I also like Yeah. I live in LA. <laughs> what I'm so about is we're going to this indie concert uh, for indie. It's a for indie video games. Um, they're doing a concert for indie video games. Like mm. I can't like that makes me so happy. Do you like? Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that like indie video games is getting its own concert series is incredible. It makes me so happy. They're gonna have Celeste. They're gonna have Shovel Knight. They're gonna have Banjo Kazooie. Uh, I cannot believe I get to listen to Banjo Kazooie. Like doing Celeste dude, and. Yeah, Shovel Celeste. Oh, it's Hopefully be there'll be show. like Undertale because they I said know. in yeah. many more. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really hoping for a few of these indies to kind of also pop up as well. I can't wait. I can't wait to tell you guys about it when we, after we go. Cause Man, we're, we're Megalovania just starts like I'm gonna be like yes, guys. I missed this. I, I know we've been gone for two weeks. It's been good to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. It's time for us to wrap it out. Um, really quick, you can find us all at, once again, on Twitter, at HitPointsPod. Uh, and you can email us at refillyourhitpoints at gmail.com. I'm Matt Acevedo at the Matt Acevedo. I'm Naeem Stewart at Naeem B. Stewart. And I'm Emily Rose Jacobson at frankly underscore Emily. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, tweet us your thoughts. Let us know your favorite. Anything we talk about, we love hearing your feedback. Uh, send us questions, whatever. And until next time, guys, uh, stay recharged, and we'll see you when we have to refill our hit points. Bye.